views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm Karen Hager, and I'm sitting in for Dr. Pat tonight. She will be back with you next week. And boy, have I had a wonderful three weeks sitting in here on BBS Radio. Um, This has been so much fun, and I'm very grateful to Dr. Pat for trusting me to kind of keep the home fires burning while she's been traveling for the last few weeks. Now, you can usually find me hosting Out of the Fog. That is a twice-weekly spiritual conversation that's designed to help you get clear and keep you moving forward. You can hear that on Empower Radio, the Transformation Talk Radio Network, Blog Talk Radio, and the Mighty WBLQ in New England. If you want to find out more about who I am, and what I'm up to, head over to KarenHager.com. Now, imagine discovering a clear and simple way to handle every situation in the best, most appropriate, most empowering manner that gives you your greatest life. Yes, please. I'd like some of that. Well, you know how old you are, right? Chronologically. But do you know your emotional age? My guest on today's show is Crystal Andrus, and she believes that our emotional age shapes our destiny. It can affect every aspect of our lives. Crystal Andrus is a leader in the field of self-discovery and personal transformation. She's an international coaching sensation, three-time best-selling Hay House author, international speaker. She's the host of the Crystal Andrus Radio Show and the Crystal Andrus Empowerment Class over on CBS Radio. She's the founder of the SWAT Institute. She's the spokesperson for Zuma Health and Wellness Products, as well as a world-renowned women's advocate. Her latest book is Discover Your Emotional Age, and it is in the works. We're getting kind of a sneak peek tonight here on the Dr. Pat Show. Crystal's dedicated her life to helping women transcend their victimhood their martyrdom, and the self-limiting beliefs, fears, and patterns that they carry. You can find out more about Crystal and her work at crystalandrus.com. Crystal, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Wow, great introduction. Thank you, Karen. It's great to be here. Oh, thank you so much. And I know that with every one of us who is kind of putting ourselves forward in service, there is always a personal story. There's always a reason why. There's always a time on that journey when we made our own connection and that plugged us into the greater work that we're doing. Are you, I'm wondering if you're comfortable sharing a little of your personal story because you, oh, sure. <laughs> when, I, when I look at how you are now and I yeah. listen to that personal story, that's a really inspiring story. 
Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah, I, I think it's really important that you prefaced it with that because I think most of us that do this type of work, or, you know, I think we, it is, I think there's always a catalyst, and uh, for me it was, yeah, it was my my story that I don't really hold on to anymore. I don't hold on to it, but. And the butt always erases the I don't hold on to it anymore. Um, but I think that it does help people uh, who are struggling or who feel like they've lost hope or feel like, what's my next step, to know that I didn't come from anyone that knew anybody famous. I didn't, you know, even though I've worked with A-list celebrities now and coached them, I didn't come from money. I didn't come from, I was homeless as a teenager. I moved out really young and and uh, struggled with some health conditions. And, you know, I I had my first real health scare at uh, just just 16, went for my first physical, and after, I, I, I really attribute it to, I I'd, I'd had years of sexual abuse, and I, at the beginning of cervical cancer, so at 17, you know, I'm living on my own, taking a school bus, not a, well, yeah, taking a school bus, but taking a bus to the hospital and being treated for cervical cancer, and wow. and uh, it was really tough, and so I, I was, you know, I, I think at that age, um, you know, when you're a teenager, I don't even think you're aware. You're, you have no level of self-awareness, really. And it wasn't until after I had children in my late 20s, and now I'm, you know, now they're 18 and 17, but it wasn't until I had my children that I, I really did have. And I, I thank God that I had a light bulb moment. Not everybody gets light bulb moments. Some people, it's just a slow, out of the fog, driving through <laughs> the fog, like your show. Um, and they start to come through the fog. For me, it was more a light bulb. Boom, the lights went on, and I realized, holy cow, I am robbing my children. I'm robbing myself of me, of the real me. And I went to work on finding that woman, and now I'm so grateful and thankful to say I like who I am, and I like I like my life, and I like what I'm doing, and I'm, I'm blessed beyond measure. Mm. And there's that idea, too, that there is always more for us than the outcome that other people might expect, right? So somebody might look at you and go, well, homeless teenager, guess it's over for her, right? Well, that's it. And and instead, we make our own paths. There's more yeah. to us than what happens to us. Yeah, and I think that too many people are outcome-oriented, and I think I was for many years, and I think that we look at people who are successful, for example, and we don't actually... And who who has the time to think about what their journey was and how did they get there? But I think that what I've learned over these years is to become more process-oriented, and that's why I do the work I do, and that's why I share the truths I share, and that's why even on my own radio show, I've just started a new radio show on CBS, and it's called Empowerment Class, and it's really that we we tell the the real story, the true story, the whole story, the good, the bad, and the ugly um, about people who have achieved, quote-unquote, phenomenal worldly success and they come on and it's amazing you know I have these people who when they talk about their work you can feel their voice and they're so strong and they're so empowered and they're so wise and well educated and then when we start talking about their them as a human being you almost can hear the shift in their voice and the vulnerability that it takes to really talk about the truth about how you got there so my journey certainly has not been easy like most of our journeys aren't I'm still I would still consider myself a middle-class woman you know I get to indulge in some of the upper-class things now that life has brought me but I still think of myself as just a middle-class woman who really gets it and 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 not that far off from it I mean I've had extraordinary success in the last few years and uh, but it's it's all I I'm always very aware of how quickly, you know, the Lord give us and take us away. And, you know, I, I don't get too caught up in those things anymore. 
Mm. One of the things I know you're passionate about is helping women escape that cycle of being a victim for for people who maybe experienced a lot of abuse, for people who maybe experienced great tragedy or loss. There can be a sense sometimes when they get to adulthood that life doesn't hold anything for me. Everything I touch is ruined already. Nothing will happen. I never get anywhere. How do you help people release that, that victim story so that they can actually dig into the real power in their lives? Well, the truth is, we, I think a lot of people resonate, and, and I think when I tell the story and I say I've been victimized, and it's real, and if you've been victimized, it's real, and I'm not even, I'm not taking any of that away from anyone, but what happens again, the but, the but always wipes out everything you just said, <laughs> what, where you go now is, is we, have to, we have to decide, do we want to keep victimizing ourselves? And I also, the reason I work with women is that I have such an understanding now, I've done a lot of work around understanding um, the history of women, and it's just not taught in schools unless you go to university and take women's studies. And, and it's a really important story that hasn't been told. We teach about all the different wars in high school. We teach about, we teach about so much in high school that, that I guess um, the history books deem to be important. But the truth is, a hundred years ago, there wasn't a woman in the world. Well, I, I'm going I'm to stop that. New Zealand and Australia had just begun the process, so about 120 years ago, there wasn't a woman in the world who was considered a person by law. We couldn't own property. We had no rights of our own bodies. In fact, if you were married and your husband no longer wanted the children, he could put your children up for adoption, and you had no recourse. You had no recourse. And... Um, so I think women have held on to being victimized, and it's an identity that we've, we've taken. It's an archetype almost. And the last hundred years have been like, you know, when we think about the feminist movement and when you think about the women's movement, and, you know, a lot of us are still running on the messaging of our grandmothers. And that my grandmother, God bless her, I dearly love her, and she was a huge part of my life growing up because I didn't have, you know, a, a great relationship at home. And... Um, my grandmother, I remember once I was a young married woman, I remember going to see my, I would visit my grandmother every Wednesday, and she, about 3 o'clock, would say, you know, honey, you got to get going. And I'd, I learned what she was, why she was telling me, you need to get home and cook your husband dinner and have it on the table for 5 o'clock at night. It didn't, <sighs> it's just the conditioning. It was the conditioning. And so in all truth, men were conditioned for thousands and thousands of years to be the breadwinner, to be the hero, to be the knight in shining armor. And women were taught and conditioned. In fact, in fact, as I read all the history books, there was a, two terms, and women were called the drudge or the doll. And the drudge was the mom. And the drudge better know how to cook and clean and take care of her family and put the needs of her family first. And if she thought about herself, it was selfish. Now, the doll was considered, you know, you better be darn hoot and cute, and you better take care of your man and please him. And that, those were our two archetypes. And there, were, there weren't enough uh, role models. And, you know, sometimes I, I will have debates with women that say, my grandmother was a role model. And I'm like, no, I'm not ever saying we didn't have strong women. We had incredibly strong women, incredibly strong women. But we didn't have incredibly strong women who were CEOs of companies. We didn't have incredibly strong women who knew how to balance 
um, being married with children, with making money. We didn't have strong, we didn't have that. So I think in this last generation, we have women who are becoming those strong women who are stepping into that role, but we're still juggling. And so that's why I work with women. It is never anti-man. In fact, I love and respect so much of the way men you know, do what they need to do and take care of themselves. And there's a lot that I respect, but I think now, and I think this emotional age, which is really the new book, it's getting the emotional edge to really, to really learn where are you resonating at? Are you still in that mother energy that's selfless to a fault, that's exhausting, so protective, so, you know, or are you in daughter energy, which you're coy and cute and slightly manipulative and dramatic and you know you need a lot of attention and there's a lot of drama around you or can you transcend those two and take the best of each transcend those and step into real woman energy and be an equal partner in the world and really you know recognize your power and and have relationships whether you're heterosexual or not um, with men that are so beautiful, empowering, enlightening, and fulfilling. Oh, that's wonderful. And there's, there again is, is that idea of balance where as we are juggling the old ideas and the new ideas and the old expectations and the new expectations, even as we're juggling, I think that women, I work with both men and women, but I think that women have, there's a special kind of strength that comes from not what is placed on us or not what is expected of us, but it's the kind of strength I think that comes from being female. I don't know a different way to say it. I think it comes from being the underdog for thousands of years. And I think you develop, I think there's something uniquely beautiful about being feminine that I would never want to be masculine. I would never want to be a man, and that's a great thing because I'm not one. And men don't, how many men, if you said, do you ever want to be a woman? They go, no, never. (laughs) Good. You need to be a man, I need to be a woman. But it's really changed. Never in the history of the world, ever in the history of the world, have men and women been in the place we are now. And so we have to redefine new rules. We have to redefine, we have to, to figure out our beliefs and what aren't working for us. And maybe, you know, the man in your life has a different idea of what love looks like and a woman should be and what and maybe some of it's based on what his mom did and and we too you know what did we grow up seeing and hearing about what life for us would be as a woman and did we see a mother who was financially independent did we see a mother who loved her body did we see a mother who embraced her sexuality with freedom and yet still with her own dignity did we grow up seeing that and if we didn't then it is harder to really program the brain to know how to operate in this world. So I think books like I'm writing and a lot of the the new books that are coming out on feminine power and feminine energy are needed. I think when the pendulum has been too much one way when it releases, it does swing really far the other way. But I think it's it's going to start to come back to a neutral place that I want to be a woman, but I want my man to be a man. And what does that mean? Mm. So, Crystal, what you touched a little bit on those three archetypes, those three types of energy. Can you go back a little bit and tell me what emotional age means? It's a very interesting combination of words there. Yeah, well, I came up with it, as a matter of fact, and um, and it's been two years in the making and tons of back and forth with my publisher, literally eight months that we have not even... You know, we've done the first chapter of the book and we just keep going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back and forth to make sure because they feel as I feel, this is huge. This is a new psychology and we need to get it right. 
um, you know, scientists have determined that we all have a, well, we know we have a chronological age, but scientists have determined that we also have a biological age. So, for example, you could be 60 years old, but biologically, because you've taken care of yourself well, you could be closer to a 45-year-old, or vice versa, if you didn't take care of yourself. But you could also be 60 years old chronologically, and we've all seen women like this, or we are women like this, but emotionally, sometimes we react to situations almost like a wounded teenager or almost like a 25-year-old when you're 60. On the other hand, I've seen 25-year-old women who are childless, so it's not even that they have children, but emotionally, and when I say energy, when we talk about energy, it's really, we've all met, it's just the energy you give off. You can meet someone and you're like, oh my God, their energy is low or their energy is so empowered. You can feel it. But energy and emotion are almost two words that can, that can, be intertwined like they're they're real i don't think a lot of us realize that emotionally you could be 25 and how many times have we seen it where you think my children act older than i do (laughs) or a 25 year old who acts like an old boring repressed woman and she should be in the having the time of her life so as women and men men also have three archetypes father son and man and you could be a 25-year-old man who's such a caretaker, who always finds wounded women, who's giving too much money to them, who's taking because he's with a daughter energy. So it works both ways. But I really work with this book will be primarily for women, although there'll be a lot on the men in there. And then the next book coming will really be about relationships. But for women, we have three distinct emotional ages, mother, daughter, woman. And as a mother energy, you may fall into more of a, a matriarch, but it's very self. Even a matriarch who's domineering, there's still a selflessness to her. It's all about she's doing it for you. She's doing it for you. She's doing it because she loves you. She, she's given up for her life for you. She's done so much for you. Or the martyr. There's the martyr mother who's just, my gosh, if you come in the house and, you know, a kid comes in the house and they're furious, it's, I mean, metaphorically, she lays down on the ground and says, stomp on me because I'm, I'm the mother. So I should take the, I'm the punching bag. And then there's women who are in daughter energy and they literally are, I, I, I see them and I think, what's wrong with you? Like you're 45 years old and you're like a crazy, wild, wounded, rebellious teenager. How can you possibly be raising children? How can you possibly know how to eat healthy? You're a teenager. Of course you want to eat junk food. Of course you don't know how to cook healthy meals. You're emotionally still a teenager and maybe something happened that stunted you at that age. And so that's where we came up, well, I came up with the idea of emotional age and it's, it's really over the last 18 months to two years of me just working with my database of women and my courses and kind of it's just taken off and and everyone in my little world will say things like oh my gosh you know i was i was at the store yesterday you wouldn't believe this woman and she was in such daughter energy i giggle because i i laugh that i think oh this is grabbing these terms are starting to linger it is a new way of of looking at things and i'm wondering is it true that do we hold all three within us all the time? Absolutely. Because we all have that. We all have, we've all been raised of thousands of years of the idea of when you're, when you're young. And you, and you have to be really clear. When I talk about daughter energy, it doesn't mean playful. It doesn't mean lighthearted. Daughter energy is, an ex- is, is the archetype of the helpless, um, selfish, <laughs> 
it's that, you know, it's that, and we all have that. We all have moments where, you know, I'm in an argument with my husband and I want to run out of the room and slam the door and I'm 43 years old. What's wrong with me? I have to catch myself and say, wait, what would a woman do? What am I, how, where, where am I? And it's so great because it's just really mindfulness. The minute you can catch yourself, once you get really clear on the qualities of daughter energy, I can swing that way. But I also predominantly have to struggle with not being in mother energy. And most people who are in transformational work can become too entrenched in mother energy because mother energy is this selfless, take on the weight of the world, want to heal everybody, want to help everybody, just to the point that you will go without sleep, go without making money, go without, go without, go without, and then you're no good to anybody because you're exhausted. And eventually what happens is you will either kill yourself or you have a breakdown and swing into daughter energy. So really the secret is learning what this woman energy look like. And I first started it because I was, I, I run a school. I have thousands of women and I have staff. And, you know, we would talk about, especially being online, I'd say, think about how your voice sounds. You know, talk, think about your voice. Does it sound like a woman? And when we're at events, you know, and I started using archetypes, I'd say, like, I would use archetypes of mother energy, and I'd, I actually couldn't come up with a lot of famous women because I'm like, there's not a lot of famous women in mother energy because they're the wind beneath everyone else's wings. <laughs> However, I would say Oprah Winfrey struggles sometimes with mother energy. You can almost see her weight go up. You can see she's taken on the weight of the world. She's taken on, she's taken on, you can see a lot, you know, different women who are in these jobs that are about healing and helping everyone. Um, and I could just easily point out daughter energy, Anna Nicole Smith, you know, Amy Winehouse, these were obvious examples. Marilyn Monroe, this was the extreme of, 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 of extreme, of addictions, and this is where all that, that, that comes up. And then I used examples of woman energy, and everybody has their own idea, and, and really the book is laid out to help you find some archetype role models. Who's a, who's a woman energy to you? To me, for me, Jane Fonda, Gloria Steinem, um, Maya Angelou, even Oprah Winfrey, although, I, I mean, she's just the epitome, but she can swing too far. Um, and I think we all can. We all have those three energies within us, and, and it has nothing to do with economics. It has nothing to do with social status. You can be so wealthy and be in daughter energy. You can be so wealthy and be in mother energy. You can be so poor and be in either. And... And I think when you step into woman energy, something begins to ha happen because you start responding to life differently, and life starts responding to you differently. And you can almost look at your life, and it will reflect to you where you're really at. So when you start realizing, wow, I have really healthy relationships. Wow, I have a really healthy income. Wow, I have a really healthy you know, love affair. I have a really healthy relationship with my children. My body's healthy. That's almost how you know, I think I'm stepping into my my power healthy the first four letters of the word healthy are heal you got to heal some of those old wounds and those old messages and those old things to get really healthy and when you get really healthy that's what woman energy is is the healthiest version of you and it it feels to me like there is a kind of a a journey going on there's movement going on i would imagine that even when you are in woman energy when you're in that balanced place there may be times when you slide to one end or the other yes, <laughs> of the yes, scale because it doesn't yes, just stay yes you're all it's all we're dynamic human beings we're not static we are changing as things change and every day 
we have new opportunities to heal. So things will trigger us. And in that triggering moment, we have an opportunity to say, like, if somebody hurts your feelings, whatever, that's what I mean by a trigger. So something happens, whether it's just somebody yelling at you in traffic and you go to scream back or you realize, what would a woman do? Or to your children or to a stranger or to your parent. I mean, these are all become opportunities for us to say, okay, wait a second. You know, and, and especially as a parent, you know, a lot of women don't realize, they'll say, well, I want a parent from Mother Energy. No, you don't. No, you don't. Number one, you're teaching your children, especially your daughter. Well, you're teaching both. If you have a son, you're teaching your son that women are slaves and their entire life should be to cater to their children. You're teaching your daughter, don't do as I do. Do something better, but children do what they see. So if you have daughters especially, I say parent from woman energy, and that is I love you. I, you were given to me as a blessing, and I'm here to guide you, love you, show you, and to live my own greatest life. And, and so it's really important that we really understand what that looks like for each of us. And even for those of us who aren't raising children, the, the way that you show up not only is a reflection on, to you, but then is a mirror for other people as well. Absolutely, and I think when you are in your greatest place, and not we're not always there, and, I, and I, it's so important to go back to that because in those triggering moments, you're not you're these are I now look at triggers as wow, this is another opportunity to heal. This is an opportunity to heal something else, some deep wound. This is bringing up something. This is bringing up something. So now, rather than when I when I feel pain, rather than running from it, numbing it, escaping it. I step fully into it, and I know this too shall pass, and it always does really quickly, especially if I go, what's really going on here? I overlook the obvious. I, what's underneath this? What is this all about? Where is this coming up for me? Why is this coming up right now? How can I heal this so that this isn't a trigger for me anymore, so that I am less and less affected emotionally by things? And that's how you start to be able to really manage your emotions. And when you can manage your emotions, that doesn't mean turn them off. That means to manage whatever comes your way, then you can trust yourself to take care of yourself. It's Everywhere you like, go at all times, you can trust yourself. And it's almost like that balanced energy gives yeah, you the clarity energy. to see what you're doing. Absolutely. As you're, as you're doing it. Oh, this is good stuff. I can't believe we're already at the bottom of the hour, but we are. You are listening to The Dr. Pat Show. I'm Karen Hager, sitting in for Dr. Pat tonight. My guest is Crystal Andrus, and we are talking about her new work with emotional age. When we come back after this short break, I'm going to ask Crystal about how our emotional age affects all the aspects of our life. I want to know how I can find out what my dominant energy is, although... I think I know. And she may have some ideas about how you can find out what your dominant energy is. This is the Dr. Pat Show, and we'll be right back after this. Tune in to the Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. 
call in for intuitive readings and visit jenroyster.com for more information. Laura Longley is on a mission to remove stuckness from your life for good and replace it with happiness. Tune in Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, and Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com for The Laura Longley Show, where authentic change takes flight. Say yes to that inspired you and goodbye to your stuckness as Laura and her guests deliver powerful ways to work through common problems in this fun and unique hit show. Tune in to The Michelle Bond Show, Awaken to a New Reality, each Tuesday on TransformationTalkRadio.com at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, for leading-edge, empowering knowledge and information, which gives hope to everyone, from the healthy to the health-challenged, and learn the latest complementary and alternative healing modalities. This new reality will introduce you to an unlimited world of possibilities with the gumption to take epic action for your life. Visit TheMichelleBondShow.com and step into your new reality. If you want to write a book, find your soulmate, change careers, Saskia helps her clients to reinvent their lives through her breakthrough program, Seven Gifts to Unlock Your Breakthrough Miracle. The daily support, the guided meditation, the powerful exercises designed of the seven gifts to unlock your miracle to expand awareness and help me to consciously create the life I want for myself and my family. You'll learn her proven secrets to unlock your miracle in just seven days. You know, each day I look forward to discovering what new technique or tool Saskia offers us in order to find our highest purpose. It offers that daily. I am held accountable for my goals to live a healthy and happy life. Right now, I have renewed energy to write my book, and I even wrote my first chapter after only five days of this program. Visit BreakthroughMiracle.com to receive your free seven gifts to unlock your miracle or to schedule a free breakthrough session with Saskia. Call 978-302-0861. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is talk radio to thrive by. I'm Karen Hager. I'm sitting in for Dr. Pat tonight, and you've joined us right in the middle of a great conversation with Crystal Andrus. She is the internationally known coach, women's empowerment expert. She's an author. She's a speaker. Oh, my goodness, the things this woman does. And we're talking about her new ideas around emotional age, how knowing what your dominant energy is, what archetype you resonate the most with can affect every aspect of your life. So, Crystal, we were talking before the break about mother energy, daughter energy, and woman energy, that balance. And I was telling you off the air an embarrassing story about myself where I went wildly out of balance. (laughs) And um, I can share that on the air (laughs) if you want me to. No, you don't have to. No, no. Well, what I was sharing with Crystal was that today I do another uh, radio show on uh, on this particular day, the, the show that I always do, Out of the Fog, and I was doing an interview with someone who I really respect. I really didn't want to be to mess it up, and I go to get ready for the show, and nothing's ready. I don't have the guest information. I don't. Nothing's ready. So I come into the office here, and my assistant, who is also my wife, right, so I married my assistant, is sitting here, the person I love the most in the world, the person who I feel the safest getting angry at, but also who I would never, ever want to hurt in any way. And I came in here yelling and frothing at the mouth and acting like a real... Daughter energy. 
Was it my daughter energy? Yeah, that's once, daughter energy. I was just I was daughter energy goes wacko. Yeah, mother energy I, would like your. It does your wife like just look at you and go, oh, I'm sorry. No, she looked at me. <laughs> she looked at me in a way that showed me that I had really hurt her feelings. That's mother energy. Her yeah. feelings are hurt. Because a woman would say, okay, whoa, Karen, whoa, you don't need to speak to me that way. Yeah. Right? So we all do it. It doesn't matter, heterosexual, homosexual, gay, lesbian, it doesn't matter. This stuff applies. Uh, a good friend of mine, he's gay, and he says to me, my God, I'm in father energy, my partner's in son energy. This is, a, this is our relationship. I am da 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 And he, I said, it, it, it's all the same because human beings are human beings. It's not about your, your sexual preference. It's all the same. It's about your emotional place and how you respond to, 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 to stress. It's how you respond to challenges. It's how you respond. It's how you react. So what's important, and as you practice this mindfulness of what, what, do you really want? What are your intentions? In fact, I have an acronym for the word woman. And the A, the W rather, is what are your intentions? And when you really get clear on what is I want, so for example, I work with my husband, you work with your wife. I do the same thing. There's times where I go, like just before we were coming on, and I wanted to promote the show, and I'm like, honey, where's the link? I want to promote this on Facebook. I want to, and then he walks in quickly, and he's like, scroll down the page. And I'm like, don't talk to me like that. <laughs> we had our own thing. So working with your partner is a test of itself. You know, but it's emotionally recognizing and realizing that there, you know, there's power struggles are happening all the time in life. But I think, especially in our love relationships, it's making sure we're both in that space of, for you, woman energy, for me, man and woman energy, so that we really are able to speak our truths and, um, and speak with dignity and respect and honor, and we don't always do it. But with that also comes a place of forgiveness and acceptance, and we don't need to hold grudges. But we do need to set strong boundaries because, you know, that's the N at the very end. And I skipped from W to N, but the end is you really have to learn how to negotiate healthy boundaries and to be able to say, I love you, but that's unacceptable. And if you continue treating me like that, Blah, blah, blah. I mean, this is, this is a really new thing for women to learn how to say, when you do that, it makes me feel. So even if you were to say to your wife, you know, when I go to do an interview and, and you don't, blah, 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 it makes me feel stressed. It makes me feel, and, you know, so you learn how to really communicate in a way that's mature, but not so mature that you're, you know, letting people walk all over you. Well, and that, you're absolutely right, and that, what, what, ha what I've been dealing with then all, all day now, having made such a fantastic display of myself earlier in the day, is that understanding that if I had come from a more balanced place in the first place, I wouldn't have so far to go to get to the place where I can genuinely say I am so sorry for That's acting right. that way. It is a lot harder a for me to get there, to that But place. you know what? What ends up happening for a lot of us, is we, like the pendulum, you have a daughter energy moment, and then you feel embarrassed and guilty, and you swing all the way over to mother energy, then you overcompensate. Then you become the ultimate, you know, the guilt will make you, so it's really having the courage as a woman to just go to that person and say, I apologize, my behavior was unacceptable. Um, 
<clears throat> and I think it's really important to be able to say, I think this is one of the things about negotiating boundaries. You know, I think it's okay to say what I did was the way I reacted was over the top and I need to work on that. But since we work together, we have to find a way of really communicating so that that doesn't happen again because that's that's a whole different thing. That's business and personal together, and that's a whole different thing because in business, we talk about woman energy in business, and what does woman energy look like in business? Number one, she isn't superwoman, and mother energy becomes superwoman. So maybe in truth, maybe in your business, your mother energy, maybe you're, I think you're woman energy. I can feel that off you. Oh, bless your heart. You are woman energy, but I, I think a lot of us, you know, as women, we will take on the weight of the world. So maybe you take it on too much. Maybe there was too much on your plate. Maybe you rushed in at the last moment. Maybe you were, you know, and that's what happened. So it's really about learning how to balance your own life, balance what you need, be able to really be honest and truthful with what you feel, and be able to tell it to people. And trust that if they really, if this relationship is worth and we really are supposed to be together, we should be able to speak truth to each other and know that you'll still love me tomorrow. Like, you know, I think too many women, again, learned, you know, especially, you know, when we're little girls, we're actually taught things like little girls are sugar and spice and everything nice. Mm -hmm. And if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all. That was really predominant in my family. Children are to be seen and not heard. Little girls are to be sugar and spice and everything nice. And if you have nothing say nothing nice to say, say nothing else. So you really learn to deny your own feelings. And adults are always right. So if you're abused, you say nothing. If you're, you say nothing. And what happens with that is one day, as a woman, the volcano is full. There's no way to vent it out. You have no air holes there to venting it out. You haven't learned how to communicate effectively your whole life, to speak your truth, and it's okay. And if someone is not going to like you because you spoke your truth, you really don't want that person in your life. And if your relationships are built built on superficial, shallow, pretending to be a people pleaser, then that's all you're going to get in your relationships. Wow. It takes maturity and, and an empowered person who can say, this is who I am. Now, that doesn't mean this is who I am. I do whatever I want and I hurt people. This is who I am. And I, I sure hope that we can, that you love me for who I am and I love you for who you are. But we have to have the, the confidence that we can speak our truth to people. How can we find out? If you had said, hey, Karen, pick what your dominant energy is, I would have said mother. But you've just showed me that I can really get my daughter on there. We all can. How do I find out what my dominant energy is? I know you have it. There's a tool on your site. How can you help us discover what what energy we're holding so that then we can start that shift to, to balance. Yeah, well, I do have a quiz, and if you go to my website, you can actually take the quiz. But here's what I would say more importantly. I don't think it matters that much if your mother or daughter, both are not women. Both are not the greatest expression of you. And the truth is most women are predominantly one or the other, but we all have moments. So a daughter energy woman who's sort of like a little bit, a lot of attention seeking, a lot of drama in her life, she'll have a moment where she realizes, oh my gosh, I've pushed too hard. I've pushed too much. I've been too selfish. And she will suddenly, I've had it through my life. I would go from crazy, wild, promiscuous daughter energy to, oh, I've gone too far. I need to reel it in. 
I need to be a good woman. To I am not having another drink for four years. I am going to make the baby food from scratch. I'm going to be the best woman mother in the world. And then that doesn't work. And then I leave the marriage and go wacko and go wild. And then I reel it back in. So the truth is, I think a lot of us, and I think you know, I think if you, I would think, Karen, you're probably more mother energy because you're a caring healing that's what we that's why it's saintly and it's hard to transcend because everyone thinks you're the most wonderful person in the world you'll do anything for other people and that's the struggle with mother energy and daughter energy is more obvious i i can almost spot it i can spot daughter energy so fast i can just be like oh bam there's a daughter energy if i've ever seen one and and but the reality is it doesn't really matter what it what really matters is knowing is knowing when your cup is full or close to empty is knowing how to balance self care with caring about others it's about knowing what your needs are and your dreams are and your desires are but not becoming selfish and narcissistic. It's knowing how to have strong boundaries, but not so strong that you're rigid. It's knowing how to speak your truth, where you're going and how you're getting there, but doing it with a lightheartedness and joy and laughter. Mm. It's really looking at your life and saying, am I living each day? Is there, am I having fun? Is, am I having joy? Because if, if you're not, then you know you're not in woman energy. There's still a joyfulness to doing a radio show. There's still a joyfulness to writing a blog. There's still a joyfulness to cooking a meal. Or It doesn't mean you don't ever cook. It doesn't mean you don't. It's, it's, it's not the act in itself. It's the energy behind the act. I think that's why it's so important. I almost always start every interview I do with finding out a little bit about the person, have them share a personal story. And I think it's part of why it's so important. And I tell a lot of stories on myself. Because anyone who puts themselves up as a teacher or as a coach, as some kind of spiritual person, as someone when we are sharing this this stuff from our hearts, from our experience, it's so important to tell those stories on ourselves so that people see that it's not some slick picture of perfection with everything in place because that's not balanced energy. Right? That's the not balance real. is in between. Anyone and you know what, I listen, in a really honest moment, I uh, I'd be careful how I say this. I've been able to travel and do talks with some of the world's most enlightened, in quotations, people. Mm-hmm. And they're just people. They're yeah. just people. They're just people. And married men who are asking for room keys and married women who are, like, I, I and I, at first I was so disillusioned. I go, what? What? This is who I put on a pedestal, and then I realized this is just a human being who may be, be a, who may be a conduit for great messages, who may be a conduit for, you know, and I'm certainly not perfect, and I think that's why I, I let my life be very transparent, and I don't want anyone to put me on a pedestal because I make mistakes, and I will make more, uh, and I struggle, but I... I I do have a good life now. I really do have a good life. My life is mirroring back to me a good life. So if I, if I can help, if I can share, that's why I do this. And I, I'm supposed to be doing this. It's so apparent to me that I'm supposed to be doing it because I keep having success doing it. That's, that's a real good indicator that you're on the right track. Well, and it, and it too, there's that idea that why would I waste even a moment being inauthentic? 
when I could instead be spending my time doing what I love, connecting in the way that feels right to me, right? Making mistakes and then learning from them. Why would I waste time pretending to be perfect when I could do all these other things instead? Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of people do, though, Karen. I think a lot of people don't even know they're inauthentic. They don't even know. I, uh, You know, I looked up the word authenticity in the dictionary, and it said being true to one's own spirit. And and so many people aren't true to their own spirit. So I think there's millions of people who are inauthentic. And if you said that to them, they would be so offended and hurt. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of people aren't true to their own spirit, to what inspires them. Spirit is the inspiration. When you're inspired, you're in spirit. And I think a lot of people are not doing what inspires them because they're so caught up in the means to the end instead of realizing the end is the means. It, the, there is no there. There is no there. Here is, there is no there. That's, I mean, I, I often try to, I used to be like, but once I get there, then I'll be happy. And once I get that, then I'll, and once I get there, and once I sell that many books, and once I hit, and then I realized there was no there. There is here. Here is all there is. And if you're not happy today, you'll never get there. Because there comes from being in the energy of happiness. There, this idea of what there is, prosperity, great health, great wealth, great love, great things, that comes only when you're in the space of of joy and happiness and love. And I love myself in spite of myself. You know, and when, when I say it like that, what I mean is I have two children, and my children may make some bad choices, but it doesn't change how I love them. I may make bad choices, but I have to still love me. And that was, has been a long process of I love me in spite of me. I love me in spite of my failures and flaws and mistakes. And I remember the first time I said, I love you to myself. I was in a yoga class years ago, and I was going through a breakup, and I was heartbroken, and I'd been spending my life being a people pleaser and, and achieving, 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 achieving. And to outside images, people would have looked at me and saw, oh, you're attractive, not knowing I'd been over 200 pounds. Oh, you have this, not knowing I'd been homeless. Oh, you have... But I, I was in such a race to prove I was somebody, I was enough. Because when your own family doesn't want you, um, I think you go through life wanting to prove you're, you're worthy. You're, you, someone would want you. And you can get caught up in that. And I got caught up in it. And I remember a, a heart, heart-cracking moment. I'm in this yoga class, and at the very end, she has the lights turn out, and she lays us down on the ground, and, you know, she closes her eyes, and she says, I want you to, you know, take one arm, cross it over, take the other, cross it over. I have no idea I'm hugging myself until I realize what she's doing. And then she says, I just want you to tell yourself how much you love you. And I began to sob like a little baby on the ground, and I didn't even know what was happening. I was embarrassed, and we sat up and had to sit in lotus position or cross-legged, and the lights went on, and I just sat there with tears streaming down my face, and I thought, oh, my God, I, I'm, this is so raw for me to say I love you to myself, and I didn't know what that felt like, and I don't think I'd ever been loved. I don't think I'd ever been loved, actually let someone in to love me. I didn't feel loved in my family. I really have absolutely no relationship with my family. Still don't. It's been a long, long time. And I had to learn how to build my own healthy family and my own love and the people around me that loved me. But I had to stop trying to prove myself. I had to stop being enough. I had to know that I was already enough, whether the book flopped, whether the school crashed, whether I suck, 
whether I lose everything, I'm still okay and I'm worthy of love. And that was such a huge, such a huge thing for me to learn how to say, I'm worthy of love regardless of my accomplishments. So I still catch myself. If I ate too much, I drink a bottle of wine, I do something, and I, my instinct is to say, Crystal, what's wrong with you? You're a loser. And I have to catch that mental talk and say, I love you. I don't know why you did that stupid choice last night, but I love you. Let's start today and let's have a great day. And I've learned how to do that. And emotionally, that's soothing and loving and kind to yourself. And the truth is, daughter energy doesn't want to beat up on herself. Mother energy wants to love herself. And ultimately, that's what this is all about, is reaching a level of self-love and learning how to live and let live with the people in your life and not being so hard on everybody and not shaming people or judging them, not judging yourself. And just finding a place within you that go, I don't have all the answers, but I'm, I'm still okay. And that gives you a sense of trust in yourself that I can travel anywhere in the world by myself. I can go anywhere. I can do anything. I can climb on any plane. I can meet any human being because I have me and I'm enough. Mm. And that's really what I want to teach to women. And that's that touchstone that you can go back to. So when I have my wacky, screaming my head off, <laughs> psycho woman moment, You're I can still, still love go yeah, You're I still can still love them. You're still touched. wonderful. You made a, you got a moment, but yeah. who you are is still an amazing, wonderful, worthy, loving human being. Oh, and it must be true because you said it on the radio. So <laughs> <laughs> it must be true because you feel it. Yes, it's true, and that kind of touchstone supplying that for for women is a big gift. I imagine it's a big gift that you give to your daughters. I think so. I, you know, I'm actually um, getting up in the morning and just with one of them, and I told the other one, we'll do this another day for you, but we're going in the car, and we're taking a car ride to Niagara Falls, and then we're going to go into Buffalo, and we're going to do shopping, and we live in Ontario, so um, I have a really special relationship with them, and it's not based on you have to get straight A's, and you have to have this accomplishment, and you have to, and I've always said to them, you know, when you, when you make good choices in your life, it's going to give you a better life. But none of it changes how I feel about you. You don't have to impress me. You don't need to. You don't need to perform for me. I got you. I love you. I just love you. I just love you. And I've just told that to them their whole lives. And the truth is, they both turned out to be such extraordinary, amazing young women. But if they falter, and they will, I still got them. That's what love is. That's what oh. love is. And if we could have that level of love in our relationships, well, really, we can't have that level of love in our relationships unless we have that level of love with ourselves and that level of compassion with ourselves. Oh, I hate to say that we're getting down to the end of the hour, but we are. Can you let people know, Crystal, how they can tap into your world? You offer so much. There are classes. You've got retreats. There are books. There's private coaching. How can people connect with what you have to offer? Well, thank you for that opportunity. Um, if you go to my website, which is just Crystal Like a Crystal, my mom gave me a good name, uh, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L, and my last name is Andress, A-N-D, like and, R-U-S, Andress.com. And there you'll, I have my seven, I have seven free gifts um, that you can plug into every day and get an MP3 in your inbox. 
I have my magazine, simplywoman.com is my magazine. My coaching school, you can find it through there, which is the Simply Woman Accredited Training Institute, the SWAT Institute, and we're the number one coaching program in the world now for women. Um, uh, there's so much. If you just go to crystalinus.com, there's so much there, from my radio shows to coaching to lots of free giveaways, lots of free stuff. I really believe in building relationships with people, and uh, and, and I just love to connect well, connect with anyone who's listening in, in whatever way we're meant to connect. What would you like to leave people with tonight? What do you think is the most important thing that somebody listening right now might might need to hear? When you were a little girl or a little boy, you knew you were golden. You were born, you ran, you danced, you sang, you had dreams. Maybe people in your life didn't get you. Uh, I think you were so brilliant. I think most of us are such brilliant little people that we cover our greatness up until we're safe enough. And I, I just really want you to know you can't lose yourself. You may be covered, you may be buried, but your greatness is there. You can't lose it. And so it's time to start chipping away at the clay that has maybe... Um, held you back in your own life. Wow, that is very powerful. Crystal, thank you so much for sharing this time and this space with us. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks, Karen. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much. That was Crystal Andrus. You can find out more about Crystal and her work at crystalandrus.com. There's a quiz that you can take on the site to discover um, what your sort of dominant energy is. You can also tap into her seven free, seven free gifts at that site. That's crystalandrus.com. Now that's about all the time we have for tonight. I would invite you to go over to my new little house on the internet. Um, FogCityPsychic.com has become KarenHager.com. And if you head over there, you'll find all the good stuff you're used to seeing, information about the radio show, news about upcoming classes and events, And as always, if you are looking for compassionate, no-nonsense intuitive guidance, Fog City Psych... Oh, I said... I'm so used to saying it, I said the wrong one. I'll try it again. If you're looking for compassionate, no-nonsense intuitive advice, ready? KarenHager.com, see how I did that, is where to go to find out what it might be like if we worked together. Thank you very much for listening tonight. Together we are spreading a little more light in the world, and a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Transformation Talk Radio's amazing hosts span from the Pacific to the Atlantic coast with a world full of loyal fans. What's stopping you from joining our clan? Bring your powerful message to listening ears. We've been helping people do this for many years. 
Want to make a difference? We can help you out. Just give us a Transformation Talk Radio a shout. It's easy to get started with an email so small to host at TransformationTalkRadio.com, and then we'll give you a call. Hi, my name is Dr. Dane here from Access Consciousness. Are you a seeker, a dreamer, one of those people who's always known that there should be greater possibilities available but haven't yet been able to create it as your life? I'd like to help. Go to creatinggreaterpossibilities.com where there's a free video and audio series created especially for you. Once again, creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. It's free and it's designed to give you the actual tools that you need to create the life you've always been looking for. creatinggreaterpossibilities.com. There is not just one kind of radio show. Some shows are about health, wellness, food. Others are about helping you on your spiritual journey. Some radio shows are all about busting through and getting unstuck from the crust in your life. But the Dr. Pat Show, well, she does it all. She's been helping people in all aspects of their life now for 10 years. Her interview style, her unique personality, the amazing guests she has on her show are all factors of what makes an amazing radio show. Please join Dr. Pat in celebrating 10 extraordinary years of talk radio. Hi, I'm Dr. Pat. Thank you for supporting us for the past 10 years. Positive Talk Radio was a vision that we've had. And thanks to all of you, you've helped us make it a reality. We are promising each and every one of you that this coming year, our 10th year anniversary, will be the best yet. For more information, please make sure you stay tuned to TransformationTalkRadio.com or TheDrPatShow.com. And remember, join me. Let's live life full out together. You are listening to Transformation Talk Radio, the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. Get insider knowledge about everything that is going on at Transformation Talk Radio. Go to TransformationTalkRadio.com and enter your email to receive our newsletter. Stay updated on new hosts, inspiring guests, and good news articles from around the world. We look forward to having you join our community. Transforming the world, one listener at a time. Transformation Talk Radio, that's my line. Non-stop shows, 24 hours, 7 days. Positive Talk Radio is the new craze. Learn to live your life the best you can. All hosts of TTR will lend a hand. Transform, inspire, educate, create. Tune in now, our shows are actually really great. Tell your friends, your brother, dad, and mom to tune in at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, Moon, you want to know something groovy? Yeah, Jess. What's that? Dr. Pat has been on the radio for 10 years. 10 years? Are you kidding me? That's awesome. I'll tell you what's awesome. She's bringing back the Pay It Forward campaign and Holistic Makeover to celebrate. If you want to know more or get involved, go to thedrpatshow.com or like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash thedrpatshow to get updates about everything we're doing. listening to Transformation Talk Radio, 
the home of some of the world's most inspiring talk radio hosts. Please stay tuned at the top of the hour. We will be bringing you another amazing, educational, and inspiring show to get you on the path to transforming your life. For more information about us, please visit our website, www.transformationtalkradio.com. That's www.transformationtalkradio.com. 